What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Week one of the transfer portal for the Arkansas Razorbacks is in the week is in the books, and they just capped everything with a big quarterback commitment in Taylor Green from Boise State. We're going to dive into that commitment. We're going to take a look at where things stand with Arkansas scholarship distribution. We're going to look at the transfer portal tracker, all the latest information, where things may be going. We're going to talk to Danny West to get a little bit more insight on that. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. <laughs> Hey, before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live and YouTube. We're streaming the show right now on YouTube. Be sure to give us a like or a thumbs up on both of those channels. Follow us on YouTube and or subscribe on YouTube and hit the notifications. Well, you don't hit the notifications bell anymore. You just turn it on to all notifications when you subscribe. Uh, be one of 90,000 uh, Razorback fans to follow us on the Facebook page. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star review if you haven't taken a moment to do that yet and also available anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Ozarks Go. I want to tell you about our friends at Ozarks Go. Ozarks Go is possibly available in your area, and if you want to find out, you can go to ozarksgo.net slash hog. That's H-A-W-G. Think north of the tunnel. Think uh, northwest Arkansas, parts of Oklahoma, parts of Missouri, ever-expanding. It's a local company, so when you call them, you're going to reach somebody local who knows the area and can tell you if they're available in your area. But the best thing I can always say about Ozarks Go uh, internet service is I've never had to unplug and replug my router. It's worked every single time I've used it. And what's better than 100% uptime? They give you a great rate. They're not going to jack you up year one to year two. You're just going to get a great rate at Ozarks Go. OzarksGo.net slash hog. You can also call them at 479-684-4900. Do we want to jump right into Taylor and Green? Let's save Taylor and Green for just a moment. Uh, just to recap things, Arkansas basketball lost 79-70 to Oklahoma in the Crimson and Cardinal Classic at the BOK Center in Tulsa. It wasn't that close. Um, it did not feel ever in the second half like a single-digit game. Arkansas just got got beaten badly. Um, I'll leave it up to Eric Musselman on this one. Uh, we've seen Eric Musselman's team struggle to find their way a little bit with so many transfers. Didn't think it would happen so much with this group. Obviously, we've seen them knock off Purdue when they were number three. We saw them knock off Duke. We saw them struggle in Atlantis. Maybe they don't play as well away from home. Maybe that's the problem right now. But look for him to shake things up. They've got a little bit of time because the next game is not until Saturday. So they got a full week to think about it against Lipscomb at 5 p.m., uh, and that's in North Little Rock at Simmons Bank Arena. So if you want to watch it, you're going to – well, it's on SEC Network Plus. That's on SEC Network Plus. Usually that game's not televised. So at least it's on television, so you don't have to necessarily be there if you want to watch them play Lipscomb. Uh, but Eric Muscle want to get it figured out. I mean, he, he always does. We always hit these – I mean, there was times last year where I was just like, Arkansas is not a tournament team, you know, and ends up in the Sweet 16 and knocking off Kansas to get there. So – uh, a, a nice reaffir reaffirming commitment from Charleston Collins. That was a guy that we were watching a lot. Obviously, there was a lot of talk about Ole Miss. Missouri had been talked about a lot. Collins is from Little Rock Mills, 6'5", 270-pound defensive lineman. Depending on where you look, on 24-7 sports, he's the number 93 overall prospect in the country, number 16 defensive lineman, number two overall in Arkansas. According to the composite, 96 uh, overall 
14 D lineman and number one in Arkansas. So a top 100 player reaffirming his commitment to Arkansas. That's nice. Arkansas would like to have that happen also with Courtney Crutchfield, who is similarly rated. 24-7 Sports has Courtney Crutchfield, the number 57 overall from Pine Bluff, by the way. 57 overall, number 12 wide receiver, and number one in Arkansas. And the composite is 143 nationally, 22 wide receiver, two in Arkansas. Uh, there's been, you know, talk about Missouri. Some people say Missouri may be looking different ways now. Or they've recently got a commitment from wide receiver. Ole Miss is also a school that's been talked about. We know Lane Kiffin went and visited Bobby Petrino and um, Kenny Guyton. Sam Pittman had all visited him. Obviously, they've been doing the, the contact period stuff that just opened up on December 1st also. So, they've been busy out there. But Courtney Crutchfield would be a guy to keep an eye on. And we'll talk about some position-by-position position stuff, where Arkansas stands, where their numbers need to be, who's reaffirmed their commitments, who still – uh, has the option to return, but hasn't reaffirmed, not their commitments, but, you know, the fact that they're coming back to Arkansas. And so we'll look at all that stuff, um, and we're going to break it down here in just a little bit. Andreas Paskey, I, I guess that's how you say it, the Denmark uh, uh, tight end, um, actually was at Eastern Michigan, uh, but he has entered the transfer portal and is committed to Arkansas. 6'6", 255-pound tight end. A guy that had a better season last year. Catch, I think he had like 20 catches in 2022 and uh, had some injuries and stuff last year. But uh, Arkansas was really bad blocking last year, and it went downhill once you know Luke Has went down, who was a freshman who's still going to improve as a blocker and was very physical. Uh, and then Ty Washington, who, uh, you know, he – He's another. He's also both those guys have affirmed their commitments to Arkansas. By the way, but you know he went down with injury, and you know really the other tight ends just weren't very good blockers. Like a lot gets put on this offensive line for the struggles that they've had, but overall the tight ends caused a lot of problems for Arkansas. This guy's six six two fifty five. You know he's a pretty good pass catcher, not a great pass catcher. He's not Luke Has or anything, but big physical uh, guy. Friends with Yelda Froholt, by the way, who's also from Denmark. And is in the NFL right now. So Arkansas has got Paskey. We're going to have to check the name on that, so don't just run with that. Keyshawn Blackstock and um, and Kalen Green also uh, all committed. So they have three commitments right now out of the transfer portal. 11 as of right now. This is December 11th. It's uh, 1.36 p.m. Uh, 11 Arkansas players have entered the transfer portal. They have commitments from three players. I've got their scholarship total right now at 84. That includes players who have the option to come back and haven't said they're leaving. That includes all recruits, all transfers, uh, and, yeah, that's pretty much everybody. And then, of course, players who have said they're leaving, so uh, you know, being counted off that list. So I've got them at 84. A lot of people freak out. What's this mass exodus at Arkansas? Here we go again with Sam Pittman, mass exodus. they got to have like eight to 12 more players leave. They need a lot more players off this roster. Like, they have 11. They need more to go out. Because if you're going to fix the problems on the offensive line, and let's talk about what Sam Pittman has said so far. They want to bring in a quarterback. Check. Done that. Um, they're looking at running backs. I don't know if they'll end up bringing one in or not. I don't know that they necessarily have to have one because they got some good-looking freshman backs coming in. Uh, Isaiah Augusta, obviously, who's on campus. Rashad DeBinion's coming back. Dominic Johnson hasn't said whether he's coming back or not, so that's a situation to watch. Maybe that's what they're waiting on. But, um, you know, that's a, situ a, a position to watch. Wide receiver, I've got them at nine wide receivers on scholarship. I like ten. I use a three-deep plus-one model. So, if you've got – you know, you use three wide receivers and 12 personnel, or excuse me, uh, 
uh, 11 personnel. Use three wide receivers. So you want a three deep plus one, and that gives you 10. And this it works out to where you get right about 85 total scholarship players if you do it position by position like that. So I've got them at nine. Crutchfield would make 10. There's 13 guys we're keeping our eye on right now. And so um, they've offered two wide receivers at that position. Obviously got a tight end commitment already. I don't think they need another one. They also have a junior college tight end uh, committed. So uh, defensive line, you're never going to turn down quality defensive linemen. We're still watching a few guys to say if they're coming back to Arkansas or not. But um, that hasn't been expressed as a huge need. Linebacker, they obviously have three guys going out. So look for them to add a linebacker or two. And then Petrino said, or excuse me, uh, Pittman has said uh, safety and you know, we haven't even talked about Petrino. The last show I did was like breaking down the, um, you know, the possible hires for offensive coordinator. And then I did the walk and talk. But, yeah, um, wild to see Bobby Petrino back. But that's neither here nor there right now. But uh, he, uh, Pittman has said they want a safety to address safety and cornerback also. So, and we'll go over that here in a little bit more detail. So, uh, the last thing that's happened in the transfer portal is today – at 102, Taylor Green committing to Arkansas. Before that, it was 10.06 a.m. I don't know if this is like, hey, I'm coming back or not, but Tyrone Broden kind of had, like, what does it mean if you have, like, a surfer guy? If, like, you have a guy on a surfboard and the wave behind him, and then you post pictures of yourself in the locker room, post pictures of yourself in an Arkansas uniform, and then, you know, you're, like, Davion Dozier has a guitar, re quote tweets it, and – Andrew Armstrong's like has something, you know, retweets it. Is that, is that, an, it's like, is that I'm coming back? I don't know how to decipher all these, but that was at 10 06 a.m. Uh, before that, you had Jaden Johnson saying he'll return. We've got all this broken down, by the way, in our transfer portal, uh, Arkansas Transfer Portal Live Tracker. You can go to Hog Sports and check it out. Uh, we have everything that's happened so far, whether it's a player saying they're coming back or a player saying they're leaving or Arkansas adding a transfer portal edition. We've got everything on a timeline broken down for you day by day so you can catch up or keep up either way you want to do it um, right there. And we've also got it by position. So we've got players who have declared, transferring out, transferring in at each position group as well. We've also got a link directly to Danny's list of portal players that Arkansas is tracking at each position. You can keep up with that, all of that at the transfer, or excuse me, at the Arkansas Transfer Portal Live Tracker. Keep it nice and clean. Same deal with the Arkansas football scholarship distribution chart. It's actually a little bit more detailed uh, because we, we it, there we do list like all the players, you know, transferring out uh, and the quarterback. We still have the link to the, you know, quarterbacks we're tracking, which aren't really any, any isn't really relevant now. Uh, running backs we're tracking, you know, and breaking it down position by position. So just to go over right now how things look position by position, I've got – Arkansas with five – I need to refresh this. I was actually about to go live and then Green committed. We were going to talk about him, so things change. But uh, I've got five quarterbacks right now. That includes K.J. Jefferson, who I have heard is transferring, who a lot of national people say is transferring, but hasn't said anything about transferring, hasn't said anything about coming back yet. So right now Arkansas is at five quarterbacks. K.J., Jacoby Criswell, Taylor Green, Malachi Singleton, and K.J. Jackson. Wouldn't expect them to bring in anybody else now. That's pretty much what they needed to do, bring in a guy to compete with Jacoby Criswell at quarterback. And I'm going to talk about him in a minute. Don't, I'm, not, I'm not forgetting Green because I want to talk about him a little bit. Running backs, I've got him at five with Raheem Sanders and A.J. Green transferring out. 
Wide receivers, I mentioned, I got them at nine right now. Now, running back is a situation where I don't necessarily apply the three deep plus one because you really need a – that's a position group that gets injured a lot. And quarterback, you might not say that either because it is a volatile position as far as players leaving and stuff. Tight end, I've got him at seven, more than enough. That's indicative of a program that's going to um, – that's going to – wait, one, two, three, four, yeah, seven. Uh, that's indicative of a program that's going to use some two tight end sets. Offensive line, I got him at 17. They need some guys to leave this list. Devon Manuel's the only one that's transferring out. They need some They need some offensive linemen to leave. They're going to bring in probably like four, maybe more. So, you're going to see some shake up there. Uh, defensive end, I've got him at seven. Again, three deep plus one, two, four, six, seven. That's a good number right there. Same with defensive tackle, seven. Same with linebacker at seven, although I do think that they, you could see them, you know, look to add a guy there. I think you – could possibly still see some attrition at these position groups as well. This is ju- this is not players necessarily that have all said I'm coming back. Okay, a lot of these guys have not said anything so far. But this is the players that have eligibility right now and are on Arkansas's roster. Cornerback, I've got him at ten. That's a pretty good number. Safety, I've got him at eight with Malik Chavis uh, transferring out and Jalen Lewis transferring out. I think you know cornerbacks and safeties tricky because you also got the nickel position I think you need about 18 defensive backs on your roster a lot of these spots are interchangeable I think 18 is a good number Max Fletcher who has indicated he's coming back at punter Cam Little who's going to the NFL draft they also have Vito Calvaruso who's on the roster going to be on the roster uh, and eligible this year after transferring last year so keep an eye on him um, to possibly win that job maybe they go out and explore an option there you got Eli Stein coming back so that puts him at 43 players on offense, 39 on defense, two specialists, 84 total. And I broke down all the position groups. You got 84 total. Okay. This is last updated on 12-11-23. That's a Monday today at 1.02 p.m. Taylor Green. I like this kid, actually. Now, is he is he perfect, ready to go? No. He's got – it's hard to tell on video, but I watched a lot of video of him yesterday uh, after his – visit and Danny interviewed him and uh, he talked about his visit and everything uh, so a lot of people say is this guy a good fit for Petrino's offense and what he likes to do and stuff 66 what is he 220 66 221 I think uh, no he's not going to like run the same offense that like Ryan Mallett ran but you know Lamar Jackson maybe a little closer and I don't know that like Lamar Jackson is the right comparison for him because a lot of people want to do that but I do know that Bobby Petrino can use a dual threat quarterback and have a very successful offense and have a guy that's very productive Um, I would compare Lamar Jackson more to Jaden Daniels though that to me Jaden Daniels is the closest thing to Lamar Jackson since Lamar Jackson okay so I don't know if I would say Taylor Green fits that category to me Taylor Green reminds me more of Matt Jones maybe something with Matt Jones Cam Newton kind of um, a vibe with him I think he maybe has a little bit more lateral quickness than Matt had whereas Matt was just like huge long strider Taylor Green is a long strider he's a guy that hits the corner and people take terrible angles at him now if we look at him from a recruit now he was a guy that was being recruited by obviously committed to Boise State Central Michigan uh, Marshall, those are the kinds of programs that were after him. Not super highly recruited, 6'5", 215. He was very much viewed as an athlete, I think. So he was a verified in high school, class of 2021. He's a redshirt junior, by the way, so he's got two more years left. 
uh, and that's it, no COVID year. 6'4 verified, this was in 2019, okay, now he's 6'6". Uh, he was 194 pounds at the time, 38-inch vertical. That's a, that's a pretty impressive vertical when you talk about quarterbacks. 4'2'2 shuttle and a verified 4'6'4 in the 40-yard dash. Again, that's from 2019. That's a long time ago. So I'm sure he's gotten faster. Obviously, we know he's gotten bigger and taller. Um, Big-time long jumper also in high school. Obviously, you can tell by the 38-inch uh, vertical. So that's him in a, you know, a snapshot from him in high school. What I noticed from him watching him on video is on his throwing motion, he's got really good velocity. He, he looks accurate at times, but he does kind of have a bit of a – it's not a loop, it's not a hitch – but he kind of sidearms it a little bit from what I can tell. It's more of a, a sidearm. He's 6'6", so I guess it's not the end of the world. But And at this stage, I don't know how much you can do in terms of really correcting that. you know. Um, but I do think from a fundamental standpoint, Bobby Petrino will make him a better passer. He throws a pretty nice ball. It's got a lot of really good velocity. I was watching him throw some balls into some tight windows, um, you know, some deep passes. Um, some intermediate throws. It just, to me, it looks like it's a little bit low when he throws it. And it's hard to tell, but you can tell something's a little bit, you know, not, you know, not textbook on the video, but it's hard to tell when you're not in person watching him live. But I like, the, I like this addition. I think he uh, has the ability, I mean, like this is a guy that breaks off 90-yard touchdown runs, 74-yard touchdown runs. I, you know, I mean, he can he can pull away from people. So, very big, athletic, um, a guy who can sling it, but, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you this, looking at his stats now, he's got some development to do. What I like from him the last few games, so this is how the season went for him. They did not get off to a very good start, and one, two, three, four, five. After game five, they went to a two-quarterback system, okay? And he still played, like he, you know, Threw a touchdown pass against San Jose State. Had five carries for 40 yards, two rushing touchdowns. So he counted for three touchdowns in a 35-27 win, even though he wasn't the starter. The next week they lost 31-30. Threw a pick in that one. Didn't have any rushing, didn't have any touchdowns. The week after that, he had a 201 efficiency rating. Had four carries for 32 yards and a rushing touchdown. Three of six with a passing touchdown. Played a big role in that win. Uh, although, you know, they probably could have gotten it done without him. Lost the next game. Barely played. He threw he threw an interception. He threw two passes, and one of them was a pick. So, barely played in that one. Then the next game, yeah, he comes in and is five of six. Has a 171 efficiency rating. Runs five times for 27 yards. Scores a touchdown. They win. And then the quarterback gets injured in, against um, Utah State. And he throws two touchdown passes. 8 of 17, 47%. So not a great completion percentage, but they win 45-10. The next week against Air Force. So this is his last two games. He goes 13 to 17 for 228, one touchdown, two picks, still 185 efficiency rating, seven carries for 25 yards and touchdown. Okay, in the Mountain West Championship game, this is the last game. This was on December 2nd. They won over UNLV, which has got a good squad, 44-20. He was 12 of 15 passings for 226 yards, two touchdowns and interceptions. It's a 237.2 rating. He had eight carries for 90 yards and two touchdowns. So he accounted for four touchdowns. He had a 
237 efficiency rating and also chipped in 90 yards. Had a great game in his last game at UN, uh, excuse me at Boise against UNLV. 1,752 yards, 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Not a great, not great numbers from a passing standpoint. Rushing numbers are pretty impressive. Now you look at last year, his first year as a starter as a redshirt freshman. His first touchdown was like a it was a like a 90 yard run, like his first touchdown at Boise. They lost that game 34-17. What I noticed about that year, they had a better record. I think they won eight games last year. The year before, or excuse me, in 2023, they won eight games. Last year, they won 10, and they won eight of their last 10 games. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of their last 10 games were wins. So they really came on with him at quarterback last year. And he had – see so last year he was 153 of 249 1905 yards 13 touchdowns six interceptions a 138 efficiency rating and 69 carries for 467 yards a 6.8 yards per carry and eight touchdowns 21 touchdowns accounted for six picks so what do you guys think of this what do you guys think of this guy i i think that I think that Petrino has a lot to work with here with this guy in terms of his athletic ability. He's got a good arm. Uh, He's very fast, very big, and deceptive. Reminds me so much of Matt Jones when he hits the corner. And and you can just see everybody taking a bad angle. And he's got that long stride just eating up grass. I'm intrigued by him. I think it'll be nice to have uh, Taylor Green and Jacoby Criswell competing against each other. It's going to make both of those guys better. But this is the guy that they picked out. I mean, they could have gone some other options. They could have gone some different directions. I personally, if you're running an up-tempo spread offense, I like an athletic quarterback. I think it's. I think you have to have an athletic quarterback. I can only watch a drop-back pass or run an up-tempo spread offense and throw it to the sideline so many times. So, I like this kid. I think he's got a lot of potential. I worry about potential a little bit because Sam Pittman needs to win next year. They got to win. There's no question about it. Would I've liked to see an Arkansas bring in a guy that's threw for 3,000 yards and rushed for 300 yards or something like that last year? Yeah, that would have been a guy that's you know what you're getting. Yeah, I think I would have. I am intrigued with this guy in terms of his ceiling. I think he's got a lot of potential, and I think Bobby Petrino sees that, and I think Pittman does too. So. We'll see. That's Taylor Green in a nutshell. 6'6", 221 from Louisville, Texas. Going to be a redshirt junior this year. Two years left. So we hop over to Danny. Let's go to Danny West. Danny's been all over this transfer portal stuff. There's a lot of visitors coming in. Not a whole lot, actually, to be honest. That's, that's not really accurate. There was some visitors that came in last weekend. So for those of you who don't follow Danny, you can follow him at Danny West, Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst. Go to Danny West. Danny's been all over the Danny, can you please turn your radio down? Oh, sorry, man. I had you on. What's up? Oh, not much. I just got through sorry, running Randy. down. <laughs> I just got through running down Taylor Green. Uh, just my thoughts on him from, you know, back – from when he was a high school player to what I've seen from him on video so far. Curious your thoughts on him. 
Well, I like him. Uh, I think there's a lot to like and a lot to be concerned with. You know, I'm sure people have, have voiced their opinions. I saw it last week when we reported that he was going to visit Arkansas. You could tell immediately that I wouldn't say half, but quite a few people were kind of like, ah, is this the guy we really want? And man, I don't know a whole heck of a lot more than, than the average uh, reader, I suppose. But I will tell you, I, I watched Jaden Daniels win the Heisman Saturday night. And I think people forget. When he came over from Arizona State, his ratio was 10 to 10, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, 11 to 9 is better than 10 for 10, right? So, and he was pretty good last year, but not even close to the same that's guy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, and the good news is this one's got uh, uh, two years as well to develop, and and I think he will. I mean, you, it's it's hard to have it both ways. You can't really have it both ways and, and celebrate Bobby Petrino's return two weeks ago and then question the quarterback of his choice two weeks later so i would be willing to to side with bobby petrino no offense to anybody listening but i think i'll uh, i think i'd go with his gut over uh over some of the opinions but we'll see man i, I i've kind of been listening to you obviously i had you on here but um I, I see the stride too does remind you of matt a little bit and i like that the big play ability and i think sam Pittman frankly is is kind of falling in love with the the running quarterback Mm -hmm. um, uh, with kj of course and uh i I will say i think it's it would be a mistake for everybody to just write off jacoby i I just don't think we've got enough sample size it's impossible to take away too much based on what happened this year because they couldn't block anybody and frankly until they until they get that fixed tray i'm not sure it's going to matter who they bring in they've got to fix that they're in some battles right now for some key transfer offensive linemen and this week is a huge one in that regard you got ethan minor coming in i think it's been apparent that that they want to build this thing from the inside out and even 10 days ago they were already talking about um We've got to start with the center. We've got to find the center first. And I think that plagued them a little bit this year. And, and Ethan Miner, certainly one that they feel good about coming off of that Mississippi State visit this weekend. He left there uncommitted. And uh, I think it's interesting just from the um, standpoint of now you've got Eric Mateos, the new O-line coach, going against Cody Kennedy, last year's offensive line coach, for the same guy. And we'll see how it, how it shakes out. But Ethan, of course has a lot of ties to the state. They're going to get Fernando Carmona on campus later in the week. That'll actually be a midweek, probably looking at Wednesday, Thursday on him. And that's a guy that can go to a lot of different places. He's got four or five SEC offers, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Auburn. Uh, He's supposed to visit Auburn after uh, leaving Fayetteville later in the week. So, you know, kind of a trend I've seen is people tend to look at the name, the college name, besides some of these names, yeah, and, and immediately write them off. And I, you know, I think that's a mistake. Obviously, you're in, you're in some battles here with a mm-hmm. lot of really good teams. Now, that's not the case with all of them. I'm not going to sit here and try to sell you on every one of them. Um, it's a roll of the dice to yeah. go uh, at some of those levels. But Danny, I'll tell you what. Some quality competition. I'll, I'll tell you what's in, and I like Fernando Carmona. He's actually listed one of the top five offensive tackles in the transfer portal. Um, I'll tell you, I, I posted this yesterday just in response because I see people like freaking out over players entering the transfer portal. And here's the deal you're going to lose some guys that are good players. You're going to lose a lot more that guys that just aren't going to make it, just aren't cutting yeah. it for you, you know? And that's just the way the portal works. You got to have like 
as I said, like they probably need at least eight to 12 more <laughs> to, yeah. to hit the portal so they can get their, the, the team right. And that's just the cutthroat nature of it. Guys, you know, going to leave. But I had one guy reply, you know, the problem is you're, you know, replacing SEC players with uh, FCS players. And so to me, I'm like, first of all, you know, some of these guys that are hitting the portal aren't playing for you and probably aren't and are probably going down a level. But yeah. who are the who are all these FCS players Arkansas is bringing in? <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, they've targeted some. But like you look at last year, they brought in one FCS player and it was Andrew Armstrong who let him in receiving. And then receiver. you got you got to go back farther than that for the other guy. And it's Ridgeway? John Ridgeway, who was a fifth-round NFL draft pick, still in the NFL He's right now. Okay. He's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing okay. Yeah. So, like, what I think a lot of people don't realize is, you know, sometimes there's guys like, you know, Isaac Tesla didn't set the world on fire last year. He was Arkansas' second-leading receiver. I think he's got a lot more potential. I think there's a lot of misuse with Arkansas' wide receivers last year, but that's beside mm -hmm. the point right now. But, you know, he's a guy that came from Division Two. He wasn't even FCS. <laughs> he was right. he was uh, Division Two. FCS is what was, you know, formerly 1AA. But he was a guy that played quarterback on a wishbone offense in Michigan at a small Christian school. And, you know, they turned him into wide receiver. And guess what? You figure out that, you know, this guy can actually play pretty well. And that just happens in, in college football. You know, yep. not everybody – look at the look at the kid from Mizzou. I mean, look at the running back from Missouri. Yeah. He was was he division 2? I don't even think he was one double A guy. I and think you're right on that. He ran for 1400 yards this year. You know, yeah. so uh there are some guys that don't just that don't develop the same as other as other players, uh, you know, are just like ready to go right out of the gate. Some, you know, players still fall through the cracks. There've been some good players come from the FB, FCS level that have gone on to the NFL or that have transferred uh to division 1 schools even in the SEC. And, uh, you know, Fernando Carmona is from San Jose State. He's not, you know, he's group of five. You know, that's right below power five level. But, again, there are plenty of players out there who are dominating on the group of five level that would be nice additions, you know, uh, on power five. So, it's not just about going out and getting guys who are at another SEC school. And that's great. And Arkansas has done that, too. There's been plenty of guys on this roster that come from other SEC schools or other Power Five programs, but they're going to be players from other schools as well. Speaking of FCS running backs, you mentioned the Missouri kid. There's another one we need to talk about, Sam Franklin from UT Martin. Mm -hmm. and the kid's blown up, man. He's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Went to Central High School. Didn't have a whole heck of a lot coming out of high school. And then suddenly you look up and USC's offered Oklahoma. South Carolina, Texas Tech, Arkansas, of course. And he told me this morning he's going to be on the hill this weekend. So we've seen finally, you know, that running back room has stayed intact. Mm -hmm. feels like for five years and finally some new blood in there. And uh, he'll be on the hill this weekend. But another great example there, as well as Omar, and I'm going to try to nail this one, Trey, Omar Agbadiar. <laughs> there's no way you got that right you know, sound that rising country roll. accent <laughs> country ass talking let's say it again danny <laughs> we're going with omar i said it once i said what i said uh, a buddy of mine was telling me that the other day like listening to you and you're like we're, i'm trey i'm going with 
Omar <laughs> Agbadog. I mean, what did yeah. you say again? What was Agbadr? Agbadr. Agbadr. Anyway, he's another uh, great example of that. I was studying him the other day. I mean, the kid graduated high school. He was like 260, 265, mm-hmm. lightly recruited. Kid out of Katy, Texas. You know Katy? Yeah. I mean, they're up there every year. It's a powerhouse. But um, you know, he goes to Montana State out of nowhere. He's six three, three oh eight suddenly. And now he can go to all these different places. He was the number one FCS offensive lineman in the country this year as just a, a second year of sophomore. And Arkansas, of course, in the mix for him. He's like so many of these transfers, Trey, it's tough to get every every move out of them. I mean they and once they get in college they kind of realize I don't have to tell this guy everything I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so they do keep it a little close to the vest. It's it's a little tougher, but my understanding is Arkansas is still very much in the mix there, and he would be another great example of, of kind of what you're talking about there. You're trying to find value, trying yeah. to maximize the value with some of these guys. Now, I'm not saying it's Brad Pitt and Moneyball, but there is a little bit of truth in that, I yeah. would say. Uh, Sam, throwing it back to Sam Franklin, who you talked about a little bit ago from Little Rock, uh, 223 carries for 1,378 yards, 6.2 yards per carry, 11 touchdowns. Uh, also had a receiving touchdown uh, from UT Martin. And um, I, I wanted to ask you this too, Danny, while we're on names. What about our, our guy from uh, Denmark, the tight end? Yeah, I'm, you're trying to get me to say another name. That's yeah. what you're doing. I, I, know, that's a <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Bait. I'm going with Andreas <laughs> Pask. Just Pask. I was thinking Pasky. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Very well could be. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the Big Dane is what I call him. He's a good-looking kid, man. I mean, he's 6'6", 255, yeah. probably going to slide into that, that role that we've seen Big Kern have and, and mm-hmm. Bax. And, of course, this year with Francis Sherman, we'll – Here's what blows me away. I went all year, Trey, telling people, man, I think they could probably get by without a tight end in this year's class. And suddenly they've added, not only have they trimmed it, not trimmed it down, they've added two more to the mix. And, of course, we still have time to to see if anybody's outgoing. But, um, yeah, solid pickup. Uh, I think it's easy to slide them into that big body tight end frame. But Mm. at the same time, you go back and watch that 75-yard touchdown catching Ronnie had two years ago. The the guy can move a little bit. Mm So we saw that a little bit three years ago with Kern. You know, uh, of course, he was much more hefty and and considered more of a blocker. But, um, you know, they they drew some up for him, snuck him out a few times, had a trick play down at Alabama on special teams, of course. But. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot you could do with that. But Danny, I, I like the scholarship tight ends. I like a lot of tight ends, and the reason is because everybody builds their defense to go, you know, faster and against all these like, you know, skill, you know, quick little shifty slot guys yeah. and wide receivers and stuff. And here you come with your, you know, all these. Georgia does that. Georgia does mm-hmm. that same thing with these, you know, all these tight ends. And you know, has yeah, is a guy a that pretty good guys. Has needs to go all over the field. Like he needs to split out wide at wide receiver and you know play tight end and just do a little bit of everything, kind of like Bowers does for Georgia. And I, I think there's maybe kind of in a way modeling some of that after after what they did. You know, something else, Danny, I think is interesting. Um, you know, with the, with Arkansas's football roster last year, and people have questioned this because they improved their roster dramatically last year. I thought. From, from where it was before. And we were kind of freaking out during the transfer portal time because there was so many guys leaving. They, they had two dozen players leave uh, leave uh, for the portal. And most of those guys couldn't play here. Some of them were good players, but most of those guys just weren't good enough to play here. 
And, uh, you know, I, I'd made the statement several times that Arkansas had the best roster last year that they've had in many years uh, under Sam Pittman entirely. And really, I think yeah. you'd go further back than that. Where they messed up was the offensive line. Uh, the offensive line, they didn't properly identify what they had. But what people don't realize, when you when I say that, and the, the caveat that I had with that um, is Arkansas doesn't have exclusive access to the transfer portal. They're not the only team that can go yep. in the transfer portal and improve their roster. Everybody's doing that. I just think teams nowadays, when you factor in, number one, the bonus year, you have players coming back, you have players with a bonus, you know, six-year players entering the transfer portal, too, that you're bringing in. When you factor that in to boost your roster and you factor in being able to go out and add players to the transfer portal, you know, teams in the past might have been really good, but you might have had four or five freshmen out there and guys that weren't quite ready, you know, to contribute, yeah. and you don't have that anymore. And so that's one reason, you know, I think this year's – last year's roster, 2023, was the Call definitely the best in the Sam Pittman era, even though they only went four and eight. I think there's a lot of other reasons for the reasons they went four and eight, not necessarily most of the personnel. Personnel on the offensive line, sure. Injuries at key spots like at tight end, sure. Um, media. But media. Media's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we media. cost them, definitely. <laughs> Good point. Good point. So, uh, yeah, no, I, go I ahead. get your point there, and, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying. None of it matters if you don't have the offensive line, you know. Yep. We learned that time and time again, 12 times this year. Deion Sanders put together an offensive line real quick. Man, he's not done yet either, I'm afraid. I, they've got it. They've got it going. He said it all year. Even even after games, they would get smoked by somebody. He'd say, yeah, I'm going to fix it. Yep. And sure enough, we're, we're starting to see that at Colorado. So, yeah, I, I know everybody is a little bit on edge. They, they wonder where that former five-star is, you know. And we've seen quite a few, if, you're, if you mm -hmm. think about it, Trey. Uh, Singletary and yeah. Franks and Drew Sanders, some of these guys, they've, they've had success with Jaden Hazelwood. Hazelwood. Yeah. Uh, you know, People only on. want to bring up the FCS guys. They don't ever want to talk about that's the right. five stars. Yeah. That's right. But the best thing Arkansas has going for it right now is the, is the trend, the success that they've had with transfers. Um, you know, it hasn't been a hundred percent. Nobody's going to just go a hundred percent on transfers, but mm -hmm. Um, without doing a, a week-long study on everybody in the Ten SEC. major I, impact guys, though, Danny, on defense last year. Just on there. the defensive side of the ball last year. Ten major impact players in the two deep on defense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and we're not talking about the defensive improvement because of the offensive line, right? So, mm -hmm. that's what this week's about, Trey. they got to go win some of these battles, man. Uh, personally, just from where I sit – I'll call it a good class if they fix the offensive line because I'm with you. I think the roster, if everybody stays intact, uh, that we're expecting to add a few more. I'm expecting, I don't know, three, four, five JUCO guys too as part of the 2024 class. So a lot of moving parts, man. I'm just trying to stay afloat. But Got to win offensive now. Line, yep. Offensive line is where it's at for me right now. So, Danny, we obviously – we haven't talked about Eric Mateos. Obviously, that's uh, a hire that was made last week and um, – well, was it last week? Yeah. December yeah. 4th, I think they formally announced him. As a week um, ago today. And I think, I think Pittman put his signature on the contract December 7th because I FOI'd the contract. He's making $700,000 a year, which is about right for an SEC offensive line coach. Um, we remember Mateos when he was here before. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on him? Just uh, provide uh, the listeners a little bit of insight on him and his personality. 
Well, his personalities is his best quality, in my opinion. Uh, he's just a good dude. Always has been. Uh, strangely enough, small world. My wife and and her siblings kind of grew up around Eric, so I've known him mm-hmm. for a little while. And he's just he's hilarious. He's great with uh, with recruits. Uh, great with parents. Everybody seems to like him. And you know, it's no surprise to me, man. He's kind of always been Pittman's guy. Uh, you know, we've seen that with Cody a little bit too. Cody was Pittman's guy. And, even when the whole world was going against Cody, I mean, he would hold on to him and have his back, you know. And um, when you're Pittman's guy like that, I, I just felt like it was always a matter of time before Eric, uh, you know, had his chance to come back. And mm. no real surprise. I know last year at Baylor, he had his his work cut out for him too. Pretty pretty uh, young group that he had to deal with, and the stats weren't just through the roof, but. I believe in the guy. I think he's a really good coach, really good recruiter. And, uh, you know, we'll see after a year or so exactly where he's at. But mm-hmm. I've got a good feeling he's going to go out and get some of these guys. I would, I would feel pretty strongly about it. All in right. the portal, I mean. Yep. All right, Danny. That's Anything it? else to add? I think we had you no. on a pretty good bit. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yep. All right. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. We'll see you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, You can, if you want to follow along right now at Hog Sports, you can do so. Uh, you can do so at 50% off if you haven't signed up already. I want to take a moment real quick to thank everybody that signed up lately. We had more sign-ups during our um, recent promotion than any other team site in the country, and not the first time we've done that. It makes me real proud as an Arkansas-based company, so thank you for signing up. Hog Sports right now is 50% off. also want to say thank you so much to our long-term uh, members who keep us afloat. We would not be able to do what we do without you. Um, if you are a long-term member and you're not on any kind of promotion, keep in mind you can get Paramount Plus and Showtime for absolutely free if you're not on a promotion, if you've been with us for a long time. So um, just make sure to do that and activate that if you had. I mean, that's that's a huge value. Uh, that, that value, I think, costs more than actually Hulk Sports does. So uh, just part of the deal with being uh, under the Paramount Global umbrella in CBS. So uh, take advantage of that if you haven't done so. For anybody else out there interested in signing up, you can sign up for $1 for your first month and follow all this transfer portal stuff at hawgsports.com, or you can sign up for 50% off. Hell of a deal. I'm going to go, I'm going to look at some questions real quick. First, I want you to, I want you to check out Ozarks Go. If you haven't done that, these guys have been great sponsors of us as well. It's a company that I believe in. I don't take on companies I don't believe in. And uh, Ozarks Go, 479-684-4900. Find out if they're available in your area. It's a local company. You're going to talk to somebody who knows your area, who knows if you're north of the tunnel or not, or what that means, you know, uh, because they're from here. So OzarksGo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G. Uh, great internet service, several different tiers. I use the multi-gig, which is incredibly fast. It's 2,500 megabits per second. Um, and it wasn't long ago they didn't even offer 1,000 megabits per second. It, like, what, five, six, seven years, something like that uh, in this area. Uh, that's also another tier, uh, the gigabit, which I've had in the past. Uh, I think that's great for most families. I don't think you're going to have bandwidth issues or anything, and you're just going to get great service that's going to work. It's It works. I mean, you're not going to get in an argument with your, um, you know, your kid or your wife or anything because you can't get the internet to work. I don't know, honey. I don't know why it's not working. The TV won't work. What's wrong with my phone? None of that. OzarksGo.net slash hog 479-684-4900. Let's see what you guys got for me. Yes, I did not enter the transfer portal. I had started, the, I was getting ready to start the show and then 
green and it, it, the show was going to be have a different name it was like you know Arkansas Transfer Portal Week 1. But I had to change some things up when Green committed. We had to get the newsletter out. We had to get the text alert out. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter or our text alert, they're both free. Just go to Hog Sports and you can see where you can sign up. Um, we'll email you, you know, our daily content every day, any huge breaking news. And we text alert, you know, all the breaking news so you can stay ahead of your friends with that. We'll link back to our article that we wrote on the topic and you can read more detail. So sign up for both of those services. But uh, I had to get those out. We had to get the content out. We had to tweet it out. We had to get it on our Facebook page, all that kind of stuff. Had to update the scholarship distribution chart, the uh, Hog Sports Live Transfer Portal Tracker, and the Transfer Needs and Numbers list. All those things you can find, again, at Hog Sports. Okay. Bailey Bradshaw says, Trey, what transfer portal player would you like Arkansas to go get? So, I mean, if every if everybody comes back who has eligibility to come back, and in terms of the, the key players from last year, the starters and such, and key backups, I'm not like in desperation mode at safety or cornerback. I'm not in desperation mode on the defensive line. I'd love to see him add, you know, another stud or two on the defensive line. But I'm not in desperation mode really on anywhere on defense. I think they've got some really good-looking young linebackers, Brad Spence and um, and uh, uh, A.S. Why am I first facing on his name? Alex Sanford. Is that right? Why does that not sound right? Anyway, uh, I think they've got some talented young linebackers and, um, you know, Jaheim Thomas coming back and stuff. So, defensively, I'm not just like they got to load up. Now, they're going to they're going to improve. They're going to go try to improve every, every level on the defense. And there's going to be guys, you know, that haven't entered the portal yet that will enter the portal. We've got like 22 days left of the transfer portal being open to enter it. You, you can come out anytime, but to enter it, we've still got a lot of time. Offensive line, I don't think I'm different than anybody else. Now, they have 17 offensive linemen on scholarship right now. That, to me, is the max number that you need. 15 to 17 is a good number. 16 probably, according to my formula, right where you need to be at. So they got to have some guys leave on the offensive line. And it's not hard to just to go through the roster and say, you know, this guy, you know, he hasn't impacted. He's been here a few years. This guy, this guy, this guy. They got to have some players leave on the offensive line, and they got to bring in like four. So I'm not saying like anybody specifically. Uh, I like some of the guys that Danny mentioned. So, offensive line, I think they're good at tight end now. They're good at quarterback now. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing them bring in a running back, just a guy to compete. Maybe Sam Franklin would be the guy to keep an eye on there, and. I mean, wide, I just feel like wide receiver was so misused last year. You've got Tesla coming back. Now, Isaiah Satania hasn't said, like, hey, I'm back or run it back again or woo pig, baby, you know, all those things that they say. So, Satania hasn't said anything yet. I just think that Satania was criminally misused last year. Now, they have offered two wide receivers in the portal, one kid from Washington State and a kid from Michigan, uh, Mississippi State. So, they've offered a couple kids in the portal, but – if you get Crutchfield in the fold and you keep who you got 
I don't think that there's a dramatic need. Now, Bryce Stevens probably need to hit the portal. Guy just didn't play last year. You know, been here a few years, just did not contribute. Lost his punt return job also. Uh, Sam Bakke, I think, has a lot of talent. But, you know, he just kind of went off the deep end a little bit with some of his tweets and some of his messages and stuff. And maybe it was just best that he gets a fresh start. I like Sam Bakke. I think he's um, – I think he's, you know – he walks around with a chip on his shoulder, definitely. Uh, but I think he's got a lot of talent. And I think he's probably going to end up being a wide receiver, a good wide receiver for somebody. It was just unfortunate how things went down with him injuring his knee. So, um, if they get Courtney Crushfield back in the fold, I don't think there's a drastic need to, to add a wide receiver and just don't criminally misuse Isaiah Satania. I mean, what else? I mean, that's pretty much everything. Maybe a field goal kicker, unless they feel Vito's the guy, and he could be. I don't know if you need to go out and get a scholarship field goal kicker in this group right now. You've already got one committed for 2025. I think he was the number one kicker in the in the country, but he won't be here for 2024, obviously. So that's kind of how I feel on that. Um. Taylor Green looks outstanding. Just watch the highlights. You got to watch more than the highlights. He's got a little bit of work to do, but man, I, from his potential standpoint, Danny kind of covered some of the. We kind of covered some of this stuff from what I'm seeing from the questions. He seems like a Lamar Felipe Franks mix. Um. Maybe because of the high, I th you know, Franks is a little more stiff. Franks is like a takes a little while to get going, but once he gets going, Franks is like a two hundred meter guy or four hundred guy. You know, he's not he's not going to run a hundred. Um, although he, I think he ran a pretty good forty time at the combine, but uh, this guy's more athletic than Felipe. UNLV isn't it? Well, yeah, I know that, but I mean, just on the competition he was playing on. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I see anything jumping out. Mm. Oh, we see a message that Tykees just committed to coming back. That's good. I'll have to get that on the uh, transfer portal tracker. All right, everybody. That does it for the show today. Appreciate everybody for hopping on with us. We had almost 700 people watching the live stream. Um, so that's pretty cool. Just on YouTube, we just did it through the one channel. So uh, thanks everybody for hopping on with us today. And uh, I don't know if we'll, if there's an emergency or something, we might do another one, but usually probably going to do these on Monday for a while. Uh, keep up with uh, Andrew Ellis and Curtis Wilkerson for Hog Hoops Live. They usually run that midweek. Of course, Curtis does a live reaction. He did that from the BOK Center. You want to check out that. That's on our sister channel, Hog Hoops Live on YouTube. It's on the same Facebook page. Uh, so, and it's on Hog Sports. You can check it out there. So, sign up 50% off if you haven't done so already. All right. Thanks to Danny West for hopping on. Thanks to all you guys for watching. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.